Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of Fish Bites, the Miami Herald's Miami Marlins podcast. I'm Jordan McPherson. He's Andre Fernandez making an appearance for the first time this spring training. Dre, how are you? I uh, am good. And you know why I'm making the appearance finally, because <laughs> here comes the best time of the spring, and that's going to be the World Baseball Classic, my friend. Yes. Cannot wait. I know. We've only been talking about this between the two of us for, well, when did they fight? When did they re? announced it was actually happening again about six months ago six seven months oh my god yeah it's you know we're supposed to be on a four-year cycle like the olympics and unfortunately due to covid and and all of that we we had to wait six years yeah and again when everything got announced in 2020 a couple weeks before everything shut down marlins found out they were getting the host in every single round of the wbc the first venue to get the host in all three phases the pool play the quarterfinals and then being the sole place for the semis and the championship when everything happened and they delayed the WBC, the Marlins were uncertain if that was still going to be the case when they eventually resumed it for 2023, the W world baseball classic, the world baseball softball confederation, they kept their word. They allowed Miami to continue to have all three, all three stages so, and I mean, Miami's no stranger to the WBC. They've hosted in, I believe, all either all or all but one of the past WBCs before. Dre, you covered the 2017 tournament when the when there was the when there was pool play at Lone Depot Park, formerly Marlins Park. What do you remember from 20 that 2017 pool play round? Well, for starters, Miami keeping it all, like you said, this year, since uh, since we're going international. I'm going to say like they would in Spanish, menos mal, which doesn't directly translate well, but the effect of it is, thank goodness, because that was the scare was that, oh my God, we have this tournament and now we lose it because of COVID. But no, but I do remember, well, what I remember is the place, well, it would make people laugh if they're listening to this, but for starters, seeing the place packed, mm-hmm. which rarely ever happens, but not just the, not just bodies in the ballpark, but the excitement, the fervor, it's like nothing like it, it is totally different it's kind of i mean not that i've seen it down here but just watching it in other places the the intensity of a playoff game it can have that but imagine say you know where maybe you have a combined i don't know 45 maybe an hour 45 minutes maybe an hour of that high level noise and all the cheering and yelling and all that. Imagine if you turn that button up the entire time with the drums going and, uh, you know, and, and, and the people dancing in the crowd and all that. That's what this is. I mean, at least in, in the matchups where you have those countries that bleed this, you know what I mean? Like, like, like what we're going to see when the Dominican plays Venezuela, where we're going to see when Puerto Rico plays, 
You know, we're going to see even Nicaragua is coming in trying to, you know, do something in this bracket. You know, the, 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 the Latin American countries can really, those fan bases, they're going to pack that ballpark. And again, I, I, that, that's the thing that stands out the most. But then, of course, the, the attention that, that it gets internationally, too. I mean, us as media members, we're used to seeing, you know, you know, a handful of reporters here and there, maybe, on a, you know, most of the time, unless it's a major event. But you really see them come out for this. Like, this is like, imagine... And you know this from covering the All-Star game. Like, you know how many people go to the All-Star game. Imagine at least, like, a taste of that, but every day during these games. Not just the one, you know, not just the couple, two or three days of, of All-Star week, but every day for, first it's going to be about five days, then a pause, then a few more days, and so on. And in total, like, what is it, 10, 11 days of the entire tournament. On those game days, it's going to be like that, and intense, too. It's going to feel like, they're covering they, they're, the way it's treated it's almost like a game seven intensity for a lot of these games especially the important ones where teams like the dominican like venezuela they, they're gonna know when they like when they play each other that opening night it may only be the one pool game but they're gonna know that it's probably the most critical of their pool games really because if they can get whoever can get a one up on the other in that one is gonna have a huge advantage in their group yeah, definitely. And on the the media side of it, uh, I was told by some of the people on the Marlins side because they have to handle a lot of it with their, from the credentialing side. They got 500 credential requests for the WBC because again, they're hosting in all three rounds, so they are gonna. They have even though the credentials right now were just for pool play, they were given the list of everyone who applied for all four pools because eventually it's gonna get trickled down to going down to Miami by the very end of it. And when you look through, in terms of the atmosphere, I talked with uh, Gene Segura, New Marlins infielder, who was part of the Dominican team back in 2017. He hit that, uh, that base clearing triple in the 11th inning of their game against Columbia to help them win the pool. And when I asked him specifically about that moment, his response was, that was the best atmosphere I've ever felt in my life and in my career. The stadium was packed, the stadium's big. When you see the stadium packed with people from your country, it gets you more motivated. It gets you super excited. This tournament's different when you're playing, when you play to represent your country and there's 12 million people watching you, expecting you to do what you need to do in any situation. It gets you excited. It gets you motivated. And Segura is one of those guys who he's not an everyday guy. He was, if I remember correctly, that was the first game he actually played out of the DR's first three games. Because again, the DR roster is just stacked and, it's going to be the same way this year. But when you think about it just for the guys to have that moment, again, they're all playing. They're all big leaguers. They all know they play for their team. But when they have that chance to play for their country, they get that feel similar to a World Cup or an Olympics where baseball, especially in the Olympics up until this past cycle, it's not really a thing. The World Baseball Classic is baseball's – essentially, this is their World Cup. This is their right. moment, which – unfortunately for baseball, it's just the way the baseball season works. You have to do it during spring training because you There's can't no do it. Yeah, you right. really can't do it during the end of the season or after the World Series when teams who want to make the playoffs, pitchers have already ramped down. You right. can't have them re-ramping up and then risking injury. Right. There's really not a time to do it during like the all-star break because it's a two-week thing. You can't cut the stop the season for two weeks. Right. So you have yeah. to do it, unfortunately, during spring training when pitchers aren't completely built up. They're still... If I'm right, there's a pitch count of, I think, 65 pitches for the first round. 
But it's still, when you get to see the, the guys come together and represent their countries, their heritage, just that moment, that sense of camaraderie and brotherhood, just, it's something that is, it's really, it's second to none. And again, it's unfortunate with the timing of it for when it has to be done, but just to be able to see something like this come together and for them to be able to keep doing it every four years and players wanting to do it now as compared to the early goings to see the participation is great as well. And, and we're, and um, we're going to see it again, the way it was six years ago, Lone Depot park being in a dome and the fact that they're going to close the roof for every game too, is going to kind of pack the noise and everything more because I, I remember and again, feel free to throw in my uh, typical old moment. But I remember going as a fan in 09 when they did it at now Hard Rock Stadium because obviously that was the Marlins' home field. That was then. what six name changes ago. Six name at least, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it was loud and all the stuff I said before. And it, but it's grown since then because I think that was when the, the event itself was probably still in its infancy. I think that was probably what the second one they ever did. Maybe I believe so. Yeah. And Puerto Rico was playing. And if I remember correctly, maybe I'm off on this, maybe a little hazy, but I think Pudge was still, you know, and I think he was part of it. And anyway, the the Puerto Rican fans made the place loud, but you know how it is. You're in a football stadium, obviously a lot more seats. It wasn't sold out completely for all those things I just said, but it was still crazy. And you thought to yourself, wow, like this is starting to get better and better as the years go on. And, you know, the last one, you really saw how it took off. So, I mean, and the cool part about this is, look, for they've, they've been down here for one round every time they've done it, right? And we've seen what, what, everything we're just talking about. But I want to see how it gets because I've never been either by being, you know, either by covering it or by just being there as a fan. I've never seen the later rounds in the championship because now you're talking not just the, t- the, the countries that I talked about, but obviously fans of the U.S., the USA team, if you know, assuming they advanced, could you know would be playing down here. But then, Japan, more than likely. I mean, then you're talking about the entire like Asian crowd, the the Japanese fans who are diehards too, and they get into it as well. We saw the 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 fever that 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 hit down here with Ichiro back, you know, when he was around and the chase for three thousand, all of that. So throw all that in there, too, and that's going to be an interesting add-on, too. And then when you talk about media, you know how much they care about their baseball. You know, we're probably going to see familiar – who knows? We might see familiar faces we, we we got to know back in the day that used to cover Ichiro literally every single day, every single hour. But um, but anyway, all that rolled into one is going to make this a pretty cool event to, to, to be a part of and to see it all the way to, you know, to its conclusion. And – Depending how it goes, this is what MLB MLB is probably loving the fact because this is what they like. I mean, they they call it you know gateway to the Caribbean, all of that. Miami's a perfect spot to have this thing, and if it all goes well, who knows? It might won't be the last time that they'll, you know, maybe not if not every round, at least think of having multiple rounds down here every four years. Yeah, and uh, Lone Depot Park also just quick aside in terms of the international side of it, they're going to be hosting the Caribbean Series Championship next year. So they're right. getting a second. They're they're getting a lot more of these big events here as well. Uh, just for the quick overview of the tournament itself, twenty teams overall, uh, four pools of five teams each to open everything. Uh, each set of five is going to play its first round, one of four sites. 
uh, Miami's Lone Depot Park, Phoenix's Chase Field, Japan's Tokyo Dome, and uh, Taiwan's International Baseball Stadium. Those five pools, uh, the Taiwan pool is Chinese Taipei, the Netherlands, Cuba, Italy, and Panama. Uh, Tokyo, the Tokyo pool is Japan, Korea, Australia, China, and the Czech Republic. The Phoenix pool is the United States, Mexico, Colombia, Canada, and Great Britain. And the Miami pool is Puerto Rico, Venezuela, the Dominican Republic, Israel, and Nicaragua. Pool play, five teams. It's a round-robin tournament. Everybody plays each other once. And then the top two teams from each pool moves on to the quarterfinals. Quarterfinals will take place in Tokyo and Miami. Tokyo will host the four teams that moved on from the Tokyo and Taiwan pools. Miami will host the four teams that move on from Phoenix and Miami. From that point on, it's single elimination. Quarterfinal matchup is winner from one pool versus the runner-up from the opposite pool. So whoever wins the Miami pool will face the runner-up from the Phoenix pool. Whoever wins the Phoenix pool will face the runner-up from the Miami pool. Those two winners move on to the semifinals. Semifinals, one game apiece. The winners of those two face off in the championship. So a lot to take on over 11 days. But again, it's going to be nonstop action from when everything starts up over overseas on Wednesday. Everybody got all that? We're we're going to have a quiz tomorrow to make sure you got all that. Yeah, and if you didn't get it, there will be a cheat sheet on the Miami Herald website at some point over the next few days. Part of our large contingent of of pre World Baseball Classic coverage, we're going to be starting things up the same yep. day as this pod. Looking at fittingly our next topic, the Marlins centric side of the World Baseball Classic. The Marlins have seven players and or pros- players on their five players on their forty man roster and two prospects that are taking part in the tournament. Uh, for the Dominican Republic, Sandy Alcantara, Johnny Cueto, and Gene Segura. For Venezuela, Jesus Lazardo, Luis Arias, and non-roster invitee Emmanuel de Jesus, another pitcher. And pitching prospect Anthony Maldonado will be playing for Puerto Rico. So all the Marlins players involved in this will be in Miami from start to finish, which the Marlins themselves are certainly happy about because they'll be very close and they'll be able to keep eyes on them, have people who are able to make the hour and a half drive from Jupiter to Miami. I say hour and a half, and that's with me assuming that there's no traffic, which dumb of me for thinking that. But another positive on this, uh, the pitching Broward coach, guys, Broward guy. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Um, the pitching coach for the Dominican Republic is Wellington Cepeda, who is the right. Marlins bullpen coach, which gives Marlins manager Skip Schumacher, general manager Kim Ang, and pitch coach Mel Stonar Jr. a big sigh of relief knowing that one of their own guys is going to basically be able to oversee Sandy Alcantara and Johnny Cueto and their pitching progression while they're away for camp, which could be for basically two of the final three weeks if Dominican Republic goes all the way. Because if the tournament, the players have already reported to their country's camps to get ready for the World Baseball Classic. And if you go all the way, that's to March 21st. Marlins camp ends March 27th. So if they go all the way, there's going to be basically only five more days of camp for any of these guys who make it to the very end. So the importance of these guys being overseen by someone who is part of the Marlins organization and just in general, staying healthy if they can, that's of the utmost important on the Marlins side of this, especially when you have what, when you have three fifths of your starting rotation away from camp. Well, there's a team be remiss if we don't mention, which we didn't, and shame on us for not, because they were one of the Cinderellas those six years ago. Remember Israel? Yeah. 
they're gonna they could be never they're sitting there i know it's a tough bracket for them but it was six years ago and they made some noise they got past the first round you know so who knows this could be another team you know with a couple of marlins like you said uh you know richard Blyer's on there uh you know jake fishman who made a you know a couple appearances last year and they've got jock peterson i mean that's a good bat in their lineup danny valencia too i mean it's not that you can't take them lightly. They will. No, you they, they may. They may sneak up on a couple of teams, and 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 who knows? I mean, it'll be tough to get out of that bracket with everybody in that pool down here. But I think they're going to make it at least interesting. I think they could be kind of like Columbia was six years ago in the sense that yeah, they were like one of the favorites. Favorites, and I, I don't. If I remember correctly, I don't think they got out of the first round, but they won a game and they pushed a, a couple teams to the yep. limit where it They'll got close. It. They pushed the DR into that in that eleven game until exactly. the, until the floodgates open in the eleventh. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Don't be shocked if Israel is in one of those types of games. And who knows? Maybe they can pull it off. Yeah. And with that, uh, let's look through those five teams that are in the Miami pool. We talked about we touched on Israel already. Again, another guy on their team, Garrett Stubbs, catcher for the Phil, the number two catcher for the Phillies. He's yeah. pretty good bat as well. Alex Dickerson has him. Has some big league experience. They have a couple top prospects going up within their group between uh, Zach Geloff, who's part of the Oakland A's, and Matt Mervis with the Cubs. And on the pitching side, Dean Kramer, who's established himself with Baltimore, he's going to be their ace. So they're gonna, you're going to probably see him going for one of their one of those big games they have. Uh, and then to touch on one of the other teams, that Nicaragua, who is making its WBC debut, uh, the main guy for them, Jonathan. Lasaga, I always butcher his name, but again, you've got the pitcher. You've got one. Loisaga. Loisaga. Yes, I always butcher his name. I'm very sorry, Jonathan. I will eventually get your name correct. Uh, but again, every team. You know, just, gonna, you, you, come on, man. You know, you know, I'm going to get his name right. Oh, you I know, know you are, Andre. I know you are, Andre. <laughs> yeah, but again, every team has at least one solid pitcher, one solid bat, and again, if you can have. If you can get that one game, you get the momentum going. You never know. But Israel, Nicaragua, okay, now I'm just going to start rattling off names that are on that Dominican Republic roster, and I know I'm going to miss a bunch of them still. And even with that, it's still going to be a start study group. Even with just looking at the hitters, you got the names like Manny Machado, Rafael Devers, Juan Soto, Gene Segura, Cattell Marte, Jeremy Pena, Wander Franco, Julio Rodriguez. I think that's when I stopped typing out the names. I was like, yeah, I think I'm good here. And then you look at the pitching yeah. side, Sandy, Johnny Cueto, Christian Javier, Hector Neris, Camilo Doval. Yeah, That's the GRT looks pretty good. That's a lot yeah. of velo. Yes, it is. And also, again, uh, Nelson Cruz is the GM, and I think he's going to play as well if they ever – if their DH spot – if well, if they have room for him in the DH spot. Nelson Cruz also has the option to, to play as well, despite the fact he's the general manager for the DR this WBC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it's going to be, I'm telling you, that that rotation, that lineup, 
pretty sick pretty sick i mean it's it's the thing is though it's it, it is sick but it is baseball and yeah. stuff happens you know it could be i mean and they've come in the dominican has come in with uh these types of heavy hitting teams and you know huge names and whatnot also but at the same time you know it, 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 it you never know you never know there could be an underdog can come up it could you could have an upset stuff like that no so. doubt and then when you look at the other top dog in this in this uh pool venezuela when you look at its pitchers luis garcia pablo lopez martin perez jesus lazardo ranger suarez jose alvarado eliezer hernandez i had to add his name in there too as a former marlin uh three uh their hitters they've got three solid catchers in robinson chirinos omar navarez and salvi perez their infield jose altuve luis arise Andre Jimenez, Eduardo Escobar, Glaber Torres, Eugenio Suarez, their outfield, R Ronald Acuna Jr., David Peralta, Anthony Santander. Oh, yeah, and some guy named Miguel Cabrera is their designated hitter. I oh, mean, that guy. Yeah, that guy, which, again, just while we're on the topic of him, just salute to Miggy. It's going to be his last season. going to be fun watching, just watching this last tour for Miguel Cabrera as he wraps up his illustrious and what should be first ballot Hall of Fame career this year. Right. No, I mean it's time. It's pretty sick. It's pretty sick. Yep. Yep. And then uh Puerto Rico to round out the group. Again, they're another, another, another stud yeah. team. Again, just you look at their pitching. Jose Barrios, Marcus Stroman, Edwin Diaz, Emilio Pagan, uh Jorge Lopez, their hitters, Javi Baez, Francisco Lindor, Martin Maldonado, and MJ Melendez, a catcher, Kike Hernandez, Eddie Rosario. We're going to have a fun five days covering this, just this pool before we even get into the big stuff. Just looking, just this pool is going to give us five days of just what should be incredible baseball just before we even get to the quarterfinals and the semifinals and beyond. That doesn't sound biased, but I think that we have the best pool by far. Oh, there's no, there's no debate. This is like in the FIFA World Cup. This is yeah. the group of death. Yeah. This is the group of death. Yeah. So, Although yeah. I would say you got to give some love to Pool C, the group that's in Phoenix. You got the United States, Mexico, and Colombia being the top three there. Canada and Great Britain. Again, Canada will have Freddie Freeman. Uh, there'll be a few guys on Great Britain. But when you look at the United States, what they're we're able to put together, you got JT Real Muto catching. You got Pete Alonso and Paul Goldschmidt as your first baseman slash DHs. Nolan Arenado at third. Trey Turner and Bobby Wood Jr. for the, the rest of the middle for your middle infield. You got Tim Anderson as well. Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Kyle Tucker, Cedric Mullins, Kyle Schwarber, Jeff McNeil as your outfielders. Uh, Lance Lynn, Adam Wainwright, Brady Singer, Miles Mikolas as your starting pitchers. Devin Williams, David Bednar, Adam Alavino, and Ryan Presley as bullpen options. And again, they're trying to defend their title from 2017. So they've got arguably a better roster this year than they did in that back in 2017. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. I think if you look at some of the young talent on here, I mean, you have a few veterans mixed in, but I mean, you're talking some MVPs and yeah. league, league MVPs on there with, you know, with trout, with, with bets, you know, Renato, Goldschmidt, MVP level guys, your, your boy, Pete, you know, I mean, Bobby Wood Jr., one of the young stars, uh, up-and-coming stars in this game. And then guys who can mash, you know, when they do make good contact, like a Kyle Schwarber, 
you know, and then, you know, Wainwright, Lance Lynn, veterans there. So a lot of experience, a lot of guys who, you know, as long as they're physically good and, and, and built up, you know, mentally, they're ready for pressure packed situations because they've done it with their teams before. I mean, yeah, I know they're going to feel the same thing. They're going to say it's a little different when it's a patriotic thing and you're pitching for your country and all of that. But pressure's pressure in a big game. And they're going to be able to, and they're going to remember, they're going to have that. They have that instinct from all the years that they've done it as well. So, I mean, the, the interesting thing is, again, again, circling back to the beginning of this pod, when you said all this, having to channel all that and ramp that up in March, that was, I remember, it was also such a difference and such a hot topic uh, six years ago, too, was the way, like, you know, talking to back then, talking to Yelich, talking to Stanton and guys saying, to be in a, in a mode where you're, you know, like a must win mode this early, you know, yeah. right out of the shoot like that is, is interesting how you handle that and then kind of cool off a bit after this tournament, as you kind of get ready to settle in for the marathon of the season and all that. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. And then just to round out a few of the other top teams that I'm keeping my eye on uh, in that same bracket or in that same pool as the U S Mexico to me is probably the ultimate sleeper. Just when you look at their pitching alone, Julio Arias, Jose Urquidy, Taiwan Walker, Patrick Sandoval as their starting pitchers with Giovanni Gallegos and Jojo Romero out of the bullpen. And then for the offense, Rowdy Telez, Randy Rosarena, Austin Barnes, Luis Arias, and Alex Verdugo. They've got, they have enough pieces there that they could impress enough and surprise enough if, if their bats get hot and their pitching does what it's supposed to. Also in Pool C, Colombia. Jose Quintana and Julio Teheran pitching. Harold Ramirez, Jorge Alfaro, and Gio Urshela as their main guys on offense. And, and then when you look overseas in Pool B, Japan, Shohei Otani. Need I say more? Right. And right. then, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. In, and then just quickly, uh, Korea also in Pool B, probably one of the top middle infields with Tommy Edmond and Haseon Kim. I mean, both Gold Glove finalists, and it's. Pretty pretty good one-two middle infield. Obviously, Japan's going to be the favorite out there and one of the favorites overall to win the tournament. But Korea has a good chance to advance out of there and then into the quarterfinals. And they're another one that would be an interesting mix if they get down if they were able to get down here to one of these rounds, you know, these late rounds in in the tournament too, because you know there's talent in Korea. We saw the KBO. Remember that takes that takes yeah. us back memories of uh, when. You know, when everybody was coming off COVID, they were the first ones back. Remember the KBO? Oh, I remember waking up at 3, 3, 4, 5 a.m. to uh-huh. watch watch baseball. I think I made it two or three days before I went, yeah, I can't do this anymore. Right. <laughs> but, but yeah, it no, was, yeah. yeah, but when we needed something just to get us going and get us back to watching sports back in, that was – it was yep. a reprieve. It was right. a reprieve, and it was it was definitely something. It was interesting yep. to watch it. And, yeah, and now they, just, they, they, yeah. they kicked us off on the road back, man. I remember yes, they all did. that. Yep. Yep. So. And now for the day-by-day schedule for pool play, this is going to wrap up the episode just so you guys know what's to come for this first round. If you're going to any of the games at Lone Depot Park or just want to know when each game is, uh, Saturday, Saturday, March 11th, everything starts off with Nicaragua against Puerto Rico at noon, followed by arguably the best game in the pool on night one. Dominican Republic versus Venezuela. Sandy Alcantara is going to be starting. Mm-hmm. Is Venezuela going to do what I think they might do and have Ronald Acuna Jr. lead off that game? Oh, boy. 
right. and we get some real fire potentially oh, get some real man. fireworks day one with with the place packed oh, with boy. the place packed and also will be interesting again i don't want this to happen but yeah. if it does how do the venezuelan marlins react how do luisa rise and jesus Luzardo react because sandy's their guy but for the sake of the tournament acuna is their guy right just the awkward the yeah <laughs> again yep. let's hope let's hope that doesn't happen let's hope that my pre-write that i did for that last week when i realized it could happen never has to see the light of day <laughs> and, and and the sandy brush him back does he the yep. sandy go high and tight right away like he like he likes doing sometimes yep. well i mean that's sandy's strength and that's acuna's weakness so that's right you gotta do what right. you gotta do right all so, right so yep. that's so nicaragua puerto rico and dr yep. venezuela is day one Day right. two, March 12th, Sunday, Nicaragua against Israel at noon, Venezuela against Puerto Rico at 7 p.m. Day three, Dominican Republic against Nicaragua at noon, Israel versus Puerto Rico at 7 p.m. That's Monday. Tuesday, March 14th, Nicar Nicaragua against Venezuela at noon, Israel and the Dominican Republic at 7. And then wrapping up pool play next week, Wednesday, March 15th, Venezuela versus Israel at noon. Puerto Rico against Dominican Republic at 7 p.m. Yeah, that, and, the, the yeah. second day, the Venezuela-Puerto Rico match, the two games that Puerto Rico has against Venezuela and then Dominican at the end, don't underestimate those no. two. Those are going to be doozies, too. Definitely. Yeah, and all of the games that are taking place in America, so the Miami pool, the Miami quarterfinals, and the, the semifinals and championship, and the pool in Phoenix, all of those games will be aired on either Fox, FS1, or FS2. I believe the full schedule is out. If it's not, it should be out relatively soon, considering everything starts up on Saturday. So even if you're not able to get to the games, you will be able to watch all of this on television. So should be should be a fun time, Dre, shouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. I mean, I think reading all this got me hyped up. You know, I, I was hyped up anyway, but it's always good to get the specifics because then you get really into the game mode, and especially now where as of this recording or we're recording this on a monday night what are we we're less than a week away now yeah so yeah, we're five days five four days, days by, four days by the time this goes up Woo! yep <laughs> that's gonna be uh that's gonna be this is gonna be cool this is gonna be cool yep and again world baseball classic it was the focus of this but again we are a marlins podcast we will still be balancing both between world baseball classic coverage and marlins coverage between myself andre our fellow colleague david wilson one of our other yep. colleagues, Walter Villa, between the four of us, we will be making sure all the bases are covered because, again, once the World Baseball Classic ends, opening day is nine days away after that. Right. So as soon as that's done, we're in the full sprint to March 30th when the Marlins host the Mets at Lone Depot Park. So very busy time. Very busy time. It's going to be a marathon between getting all of this stuff done for the World Baseball Classic, our season preview content that will basically be getting ready to be posted right after the WBC, but it's baseball. We're getting, yep. we're getting real live action a couple weeks before we normally do. It's going to be fun to watch and it's going to be fun to cover. And with that, that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Fish Bites. Thanks so much for tuning in. For Andre Fernandez, I'm Jordan McPherson. Thanks so much, everyone.